peace, God. Brother Waldrop, we're glad you're here. We want you to come take your liberty once again. Preach to me. God bless you. Thank you, Elder. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. What a joy to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I'm still glad when they say unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Things that can happen at church that can happen nowhere else. Amen. In a way that it can happen nowhere else. Amen. Testifying today that uh, I'm still in the same notch on my belt as I was before we went back home. Amen. I also testify that I buy expandable belts. Well, elastic, stretchable. It's in the same notch, but it might be just a tad bit tighter. Maybe. Amen. Amen. Well, everybody smile. Praise God. Let's turn in our Bibles to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. It is good to be back in Olathe. And uh, thank God for the rain. Amen. I know it's necessary. Amen. Wouldn't it be nice if every time it rained, it was always while we were asleep and not while we were driving? Amen. But, you know, if I've got to drive in the rain to get some every now and then, I guess I'll just be glad to drive in it. Amen. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, beginning in verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, someone said one time, when you come across the word wherefore, or sometimes even therefore, Amen. Got to find out why it's there for. <laughs> Amen. Wherefore, same idea, because of these things. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Because we wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. And spirit, because of these things, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Amen. I'm thankful that we are well equipped today. I'm glad that we have everything available that we need to be successful and productive in the kingdom of God. Amen. God doesn't tell you to do something and not give you what it takes to do what he says to do. Amen. There are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. 
God has given us all things that pertain unto life and uh, godliness. Amen. It's like Paul is drawing the line in his epistle to the church at Ephesus. Finally, my brethren. Amen. This is what really matters. Let's be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might because we are at war. Amen. And we have weapons of warfare and we have armor that we can put on. Amen. And he says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all. Somebody shout all. All the fiery darts of the wicked. I want to preach with God's help this Sunday morning. I still believe. Amen. I still believe. Would you lift up your voice together? Come on, let's love him in this house. I worship your mighty name. I glorify the mighty name. I thank you for your anointing that I feel in this place. Thank you for your word that you are sending to your people today. We glorify the mighty name of the Lord. The mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Lord bless you. Please be seated. Amen. Of course, we understand that nothing is too hard for God. Amen. There are a lot of things that I will probably say across this sacred desk today that we are all familiar with and we know very well, but we need to hear the Word of God today. Amen. Nothing is too hard for God. God would ask, Abraham, is anything too hard for God? Man, a question that has an obvious answer. Of course, nothing is too hard for God. Amen. I'm glad I'm serving that kind of God today. Amen. A God that's in charge. A God that's able. My Bible says He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He can save anybody. He can heal everybody. Amen. He is able and God is willing. Hallelujah. I want us to believe this from the top of our head to the soles of our feet on a Sunday morning. God's willingness is just as great as His ability. I'm going to say that again. God wants to as much as He's able to. And His ability is according to the power that works his ability is above all. Amen. Exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. Come on. God's the one that gifted us our minds. 
He's the one that gave humanity an imagination. He's the one that has given unto every man the measure of faith. He's the one that said you can allow your faith to affect your imagination. You can allow your faith to affect your petition. You can allow your faith the gift of God. It meant the measure of faith that I have given. Amen. And when your imagination and your prayer and your petition gets anointed, you can open up your mouth and you can ask for it. And I am able to do that and more. I hope it's okay to preach a little bit of faith on the Sunday morning after Thanksgiving. I hope we're not too full of turkey and dressing uh, to exercise uh, our faith. Well, let's lift our voices in the presence of Almighty God right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I like the feeling of standing firm uh, on the Word of God uh, and in the will of God. Nothing like the firm foundation of God's Word. I'm declaring uh, the Word uh, of the Lord uh, to the true church. Amen. I've come to proclaim uh, not just for me and my family, but for this church family. Uh, can I pluralize it? We still uh, believe. Hallelujah. We still uh, believe. That God is able. We still believe that God is a healer. We still believe that God's a savior. We still believe in his ability. We still believe in his holiness. We still believe in his power. We still believe in his word. We still believe in his blood. We still believe in his name. I promise you before God today, I'm not coming to hype you up. I'm just trying to relay to you what I feel burning on my heart today. If you don't like what you're hearing, take it up with God. He's the one that whispered in my spirit, amen, the word of faith which we preach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We look at church history. We look at the birthing uh, of the New Testament church. We look at the expansion uh, of the early church and many uh, of the places uh, that God saw fit for the church uh, to expand uh, were places that if we had been in charge, uh, perhaps we would see the value uh, of there being a church there, uh, but perhaps we would say... Uh, Maybe later. Uh, I don't know if we have the resources necessary to have revival there. You know, we, let's go over here. First, uh, the challenge is not as great. The mountain's not as high. The valley's not as deep. The river's not as wide. The cost is not as much would appear that 
It's going to be easier to grow the church over here. Amen. But many of the places, amen, that not only was there a church started, there was a church still in existence for an apostle to take a pen and paper, if you please, and write a letter to the church at Philippi, to the church at Colossae, to the church at Thessalonica, to the church at Corinth, to the church at Ephesus. Oh, hallelujah. I wish I had a little help in here right now. I'm going to preach it with it with you or without you. Amen. It's going to be better for everybody if we'll do this thing together. Oh, hallelujah. There was a church at Ephesus. Amen. A revival church at Ephesus. I feel this in my heart right now. There wasn't us four and no more at Ephesus. It wasn't living for God by the skin of our teeth and saved by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Oh no. Amen. There was a thriving, apostolic, growing church. It wasn't a perfect church, but it was an apostolic church. Praise the name of our God. Amen. It was a place where it would appear on the surface that perhaps this is a place where there might never be a church. Amen. This is a city uh, giving holy uh, to the worship of uh, the Greek goddess Diana. I mean, this is a major industry uh, in Ephesus, uh, is uh, the making of these images and these idols. I mean, they'll call an assembly and for two solid hours they will chant, great is Diana of the Ephesians. Amen. They have claimed Diana as their deity. It's Diana of the Ephesians. Amen. You don't have to study Amen. Very much about Diana until it becomes very plain and clear that it was not wholesome worship practices when you worship Diana. Amen. She was their God of harvest. She was also their God of fertility. Amen. Just turn your imagination loose. Amen. And blush when you realize some of the things that went on in those pagan temples as they worship their God of fertility. I've not come to be gruesome, uncouth. I've not come to be that way today. But I want you to know it was a real deal. It was a stronghold at Ephesus. It was the foundation of their religious experience. It was who they were. It was what they did. Amen. They weren't ashamed of it. And God sent a man of God of all places to Ephesus. (laughs) 
fall. Amen. By the hand of God said, I didn't come here just to take up space. I didn't come here, amen, just to get a little group together and go down the way. Ah, but he's at Ephesus, and he's got a trip planned to Corinth, and it looks like he's not going to be there when he thought he would be there originally, so I better, I better write him a letter and let him know I'm running a little late. And this is what he writes to the church at Corinth, I, I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost for a great door and effectual is opened unto me and there are many adversaries. Paul said it, meant it might be tough sledding but we're still sledding. It meant it might be a tough road to hoe but we're not going to get a hold of the plow and look back. It meant there is an open door. There is a great and effectual door. Hallelujah. Yes, there's an adversary, but there's an adversary everywhere. And Paul said, I'm staying put. My God, can you hear the word of the Lord right now? Paul is saying between the lines of Scripture, I refuse to see an open door and not go through it. I refuse to be given an opportunity and not take advantage of it. I refuse, I refuse, I refuse to turn a deaf ear to God's word. I refuse to turn a blinded eye to Holy Ghost opportunity. I refuse to turn down an opportunity to come to an altar and get my sins forgiven. I refuse to not give somebody that needs another chance, another opportunity to speak that name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and every tongue confess. Somebody lift up the name of the Lord together. Amen. I offer no apologies for my passion. I offer no apologies for my delivery. I offer no apologies. Amen. This is in the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Come on, don't just say it with your mouth, but let it flow out from your spirit. We still believe. Oh, hallelujah. I said we still believe. We still believe in the name. I'm telling you, we understand that the war that we rage most of the time is between our ears. We know that hell attacks our mind and our thoughts. That's how it was in the beginning. It's how it still is. Half God said. What does it really mean? Was he talking to you when he said it? You know what, we, uh, 
Uh, we don't often think about faith when we think about Adam and Eve. I'm seeing this in the light and from a perspective I don't know that I've ever saw it before. It meant, I know he was attacking what they knew. It, but their actions were based upon their knowledge. I believe I could preach this today. It wasn't just their knowledge, but it was their conviction of what they knew God said. And I preach today that the serpent was attacking their faith. Because when I know that I know that I know. When you are like the Apostle Paul, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the when you stand with the Apostle Paul and say, I know him whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. You know what you say to the serpent? I don't care how tall the tree is. I don't care how beautiful the fruit is. I don't care how delectable it might look. How delicious it might taste. It is written. God has said, Thou shalt not. I feel a holy boldness on me right now. It was in the garden, and it's in this present day. He's attacking the faith of God's people. And if your faith is connected to anything, it's connected to God's Word. This is, this is what God said. This is the word of God. Don't eat of the tree. Even, I, just, just let me preach it like I feel it right now. Even her husband's last pastor took it a step further and say, we're not even touching it. Now, maybe God told Adam, don't even touch it. But that's not the addition that we have in the King James. It just would appear from my perspective that Adam had enough common sense, if you please, that says God said don't eat it. Common sense says it's hard to eat something you don't touch. I mean, the last time I checked, I kind of had to touch it to eat it. Come on, we just come through Thanksgiving. It's kind of apparent. You didn't eat anything you didn't touch. You touched everything. You made contact with everything. You used the sense of touch and feel. Adam said, you know what? A safe approach to not eating is let's just take it a step further back and say, let's draw the line at not touching it. That way we for sure won't eat it. 
Don't have a problem with the man of God that draws the line further back than you think it needs to be drawn. Don't have a problem with Moses that, that, that goes back a few more hundred yards away from where you think the mountain starts and says, this is where I'm building the fence. I know it looks like the mountain starts up yonder. And it might be. Hey, remember the word of God said, if we touch the mountain, we die. And so let's uh, err on the side of caution. Let's be more conservative. Let's be more strict. You might can do that and still be saved. But I don't have a scripture that says that. Oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost for somebody right now. Come on, I'm not trying to get by on minimum. I don't want to be saved by the skin of my teeth. That's not what I'm looking for. Amen. I want to have confidence in my salvation. It's not pride. It's not arrogance. It's not holier than thou. It's not comparing ourselves among ourselves. But it's getting a revelation and a conviction of what God said. And say if this is what the word of God says, we're not going to try to make exception. We're not going to try to make excuse. We're not going to try to dance around the issue. I'm not going to try to find another scripture that says I don't have to obey that scripture. It's not there. There is no scripture that gives you permission to disobey another scripture. My God, I'm saying things I've never said before. Somebody better hear this preacher. I'm going to say it again. There's not a scripture in this book that gives you a right to disobey another scripture. If you read a scripture and it says, you know what, that scripture contradicts the other one, you're misinterpreting the word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration. All scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All, all. All scripture. There are no contradictions. None. There are a few places in here that when you first read it, it appears it might be. But when you really study it, you soon find out and realize it didn't mean what I thought it meant when I just read it in our language. Well, I'm t- don't don't jump off the wagon. J- j- just because the the road got a little bumpy. Come on, I I I know we just got off the pavement onto gravel. Amen. We we might get off gravel onto a a rutted up dirt road for it's over with. I don't know. But come on, we're still going somewhere. I feel the Holy. I still feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I said I still feel the glory of God in this place. 
I'm still proclaiming that we still believe. We still believe the word of God. We're still standing on the word of the Lord. We're still taking the helmet of salvation. We're still putting on, amen, the gospel of peace. We're still girding up our loins with truth. We're still strapping on the breastplate of righteousness. We're still taking the sword of the Spirit. And above all, we're still taking the shield of faith wherewith you may be able to quench all the the flaming arrows, all the fiery darts. Amen. All the things that hell is shooting at you. Amen. My faith, my conviction, my persuasion. I'm under attack, but I still believe. Hallelujah. Job said, I just lost everything I had, but I still believe. My wife just told me to curse God and die, but I still believe. I just buried my children, but I still believe. I know my Redeemer liveth. Hey, hey, hey. And though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Those skin worms destroy this body. In my flesh I shall, I shall see God. Come on, Job. Your faith is under fire. What do you got to say? I got to say I still believe. Life's not good, but I still believe. Life's not fun, but I still believe. Life's hard, but I still believe. I said, I still believe. The testimony of the heroes of faith. Elder Rig in the Bible said, these all died in faith. Not having received the promise. They died not seeing all that they wanted to see. But when they drew their last breath, they were still believing. If that that derails your faith today, you're on the wrong track. Whom having not seen, we love. And we rejoice, the epistle says, with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. I don't know who's the oldest here or how old the oldest is. It doesn't really matter. None of us are old enough to have been there when God said, let there 
be. We don't have an audio recording of God's voice. He, he didn't broadcast a podcast uh, of creation. You can't find a docu- documentary. But in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Through faith, we understand. I don't have to have live footage. I don't have to have a recording. I don't have to have an eyewitness. I've got the Word of God, and that's enough. Because my faith is not in my feelings. We walk by faith, not by sight. There's things in ministry. There's things in revival. There's things in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's things at church I've never seen, but I still believe. I'm still preaching. It's going to happen. Amen. I'm preaching it today. We still believe. Amen. The greatest days of the church are not behind us. Oh, I've read Acts chapter 2. I know there was 3,000, 5,000 multitudes. I I understand all that. But I also understand that greater works than these shall you do. That's a lot of the reason why they had that. But can I preach? The greatest revival was not in the early church. The greatest revival was not at Ephesus. The greatest revival was not at Corinth. The greatest revival was not at Jerusalem. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on, I still believe that the greatest days of revival are yet ahead of us. Paul had to have been having a measure of revival already at Ephesus. But he still writes to the Corinth church and says, I'm not done here. Amen. There's more of my God have mercy. Yes, we're having revival. But there's an open door for more revival. And I'd be a fool to leave now. I'd be foolish to just get something started. I'd be a fool, amen, to see an opportunity and not take advantage of it. Let's lift our hands and glorify the Lord together. Come on, I still believe I can have revival in my family. I still believe my co-workers, amen, are going to obey the gospel. I still believe my neighbors are going to be converted. Yes, I'm preaching faith. Yes, I'm preaching faith. The word is nigh thee in thy heart and in thy mouth. The word of faith which we preach. Come on, not just an audible, but can I get an amen from somebody's spirit today? Can I get an amen from somebody's heart? 
Amen. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach. Amen. The apostle said we're preaching it. But you're also declaring it. What we preach is not just in your heart. It's in your mouth. The only sin God can't forgive is the sin you don't repent of. If you can repent of it, God can forgive it. The only soul God can't save is the one that doesn't diligently pursue Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. If you come to God, you must believe that He is. And he rewards the diligent seeker. Mark, if you... The, the, the only way to ensure the damnation of my soul is stay away from an altar. Because if I keep coming, it's going to happen. If I keep praying, it's going to be answered. We still believe. I said we still believe. It doesn't matter how long it's been without it. Amen. Being strong in faith. Amen. One version said not being weak in faith. Abraham considered not the deadness of his own body, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Come on, it's been 25 years since God told Abraham, you're going to be a father. And sir, Ishmael don't count. That wasn't God's doings. That was your doings. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, well God, I, I, what about Ishmael? Oh, Ishmael's going to be blessed because he's your boy. But there's no promise involved in Ishmael. He's not the child of promise. Hallelujah. He, he didn't come from a womb that I healed. There's no faith involved in Ishmael. That's just works. <laughs> hey, remember, when Isaac comes, it's going to be faith and works. It won't be just performance with Isaac. It's going to be conviction and performance. It's going to be faith and works. It's going to be revelation and conviction. It's going to go into Sarah. Amen. At 90 years of age. The Bible said that Sarah received strength to conceive. Through faith, she received strength. Through faith, she received power. The Bible said she's too old. The Bible said her womb is dead. Bible said she's past age. The Bible said she stood in the door of the tent and laughed. But through 
faith. She judged him faithful who had promised. Sarah, honey, I know as it is right now, it can't happen. But if you'll exercise some faith, if you'll judge me faithful, if you'll keep believing. I know as you are right now, you can't. But if you'll keep believing, I'll get you where you can. I know you're too weak. I know you're too frail. I know you don't have what it takes. But if you'll still believe, I'll give you what it takes. Can I preach what I feel right now, Sarah? Have you looked in the mirror lately? Sarah, is it just me or is your skin a little less wrinkled than it used to be? Sarah, is it just me or is your back a little straighter than it used to be? Sarah, is it just me? But it seemed like I remember when you got up, amen, to walk across the floor, your knees would pop and snap. And they don't pop and snap. It, and a man that saw her every day, surely he had to notice the difference. And if God's doing that to her skin, if God's doing that to her bones, if God's doing that to her muscle tone, if God's doing that to her bones, if God's doing that, amen, to the outside, I wonder what he's doing on the inside. And he considered not, he considered, he he considered not the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yeah, man, I don't know when it happened. I just know it did. That they realized her womb was dead, but it's not dead anymore. Come on, somebody. There was an evidence. Hallelujah. I said there was an evidence. There was a witness. There was proof. Something's going on in this body. Come on, true church. Come on, true church. Have you looked in the mirror lately? Come on. Have you looked at yourself lately? Have you gone to prayer lately? Have you noted what you feel when you pray lately? <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah! Let's stand and glorify the name of the Lord. I worship. I worship. (laughs) 
Oh, let's love the Lord. Let's praise His name. Let's magnify the Lord. Come on, somebody, judge him faithful. Come on, it's the Holy Ghost that's in this place right now. It's a witness of the Holy Ghost that's in this house right now. Come on, that's Holy Ghost liberty that we feel right now. This is not my ministry. This is not my personality. This is not Brother Waldrop. This is not the Waldrop effect. Come on, this is the Holy Ghost. Come on, this is the word of God. This is the word of faith which we preach. Come on. Amen. Let it get in your mouth. Come on with conviction. We still believe in revival. We still believe in end time harvest. We still believe in evangelism. We still believe in conversion. We still believe in the miraculous. We still believe. We still believe. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody get a name in your mind. Get a burden on your heart and bring it to this altar and come and stand and lift up your hands. Amen, call that name in faith. Amen, claim. Amen, there's salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. If, even if you got to bring your own name. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. They may be blood relatives. They may be a co-worker. <laughs> Ooh, maybe somebody that's been here and been in this altar. Maybe somebody that's never darkened the doors. Amen. That's not really what matters. I still believe. I said I still believe. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, his ways are above our ways. True church, don't stop believing. Don't stop exercising your faith. Don't stop praying. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hey, adversary or no adversary, the true church is walking through the door of apostolic opportunity.
I still believe in a God who restores. I still believe he still opens doors. I still believe in a God who is faithful. I still believe in a God that heals. I believe in a God who is real. I believe in a God who's faithful. Come on, don't just pray for them. Claim their deliverance. Claim their conversion. Claim it in Jesus' name. Thank Him for doing it. Praise Him. Praise Him. Come on, let the Holy Ghost anoint your faith exceeding abundantly above all. Exceeding abundantly above all. Exceeding abundantly above all we ask. All we ask. All we ask. Hallelujah. It's not the power of positive thinking. It's the power of God's word that's activated and enabled through faith. Have faith in God. My Bible tells me God's a creator. God's word declares he can take nothing and make something. (laughs) Come on, somebody praise the God who's able. I feel Holy Ghost liberty here right now. I feel the Holy Ghost is hearing. Hey, 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 I feel a witness from heaven. Hey, Amen. I'm taking note. I'm hearing. I'm hearing your prayer. I'm hearing your prayer. I'm hearing. Come on, somebody. Building up your self on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. My God, every time I talk in tongues about it, I feel better about it. Why? 
because that's the word of God. I'm building up my faith, praying in the Hikoshekatorahatai. Hey, when I come in the house, I didn't know. When I showed up today, I wasn't sure. But I talked in tongues about it. Hey, I said I talked in tongues about it. And I feel better. I feel better about it. I feel better about them being saved. I feel better about this revival. I feel better about a harvest. I feel better about my family. I still believe. I still believe. This is what he said. He This is what he promised. This is what God declared. True church, don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. He rewards the diligent seeker. I feel it on my spirit right now. He rewards diligence. He rewards diligence. Be not weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop clapping your hands. Don't stop singing. Don't stop running. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praising. Don't stop worshiping.